Some of my fondest memories happen at Holy Communion, three of which have taken place during this very season of Lent. A few weeks ago, a child came forward with his parents. They came down the lectern side. He received the bread, dipped it in the cup, partook of the sacrament, and then jumped over into the pulpit side and said, Dr. J, did y'all ever get that bird out of here? I don't know if y'all remember the bird pr two weeks prior, but he had it locked in his head. And to my knowledge, it's gone. We have not seen any <coughs> signs of the bird lately. Uh, two weeks ago, a very beautiful thing happened. Grandparents came forward with their grandchildren and were teaching them how to present their hands and dip the, dip the bread in the chalice and do that liturgical practice of not getting it all over their dress. You know, it's one of those things. And I thought, that's a beautiful moment. That's one I remember of teaching my own girls how to take communion. We had another child who needed a bit more encouragement to come forward. I, I think this child was told it was snack time, like that was the incentive to come forward for communion bread. And when he returned, he said it was so good, can we go back for seconds? You know, that's how it works with the King Hawaiian bread. I love communion. My favorite story about communion is when a preteen was celebrating her very first communion. Some of you have heard me share this story. And after she and her family had taken communion, she came running over to me and she said, Pastor Jay, thank you for serving me my first community. It's deep. She got it. So much about our lives happens around this meal, happens around our own tables when we break bread together and share a cup together. So much about the life of Jesus happened around food and running throughout the sixth chapter of John's gospel. It's all about food and bread and nourishment and sustenance and that which will keep us going. It's laid alongside the disciples' lack of faith. They didn't understand how they would make it through a storm. They didn't understand how Jesus would feed 5,000 people and then have some leftovers. They didn't understand how Jesus and the disciples got to the other side of the boat without anyone knowing. They were just looking for the wrong things. They weren't looking for God's signs among them. They were only interested in the fact that they had been filled with bread. And so in this sixth chapter, it's this tension of of faith or lack of, and focus or lack of, and the kind of nourishment that God sent Jesus to provide. I believe this third line of the Lord's Prayer, give us today, give us this day our daily bread, it's one about uh, satisfaction. It helps us think about what we need versus what we think we need and what we actually need or being cons consumers versus producers, or having control or, or giving release, or thinking about what we consume or that which consumes us. This is about satisfaction. We are consumers. We consume innumerable means by which we attempt to satisfy ourselves. And one of the challenges, maybe the key challenge for Lent, is to lay aside that which will never fulfill us Identify those, those forms of, quote, bread of this world that perish. Identify those things that will not fulfill us and then find ways to replace it with the grace and nourishment of God that will. That which is of this world and on which we feed and consume will inevitably lead to more hunger pains. Is it more money? How much is enough? Is it more stuff? 
How many granaries must we tear down in order to build larger ones to hold all of our possessions? We crave more money and more intimacy and more power and more toys and more answers and more job security and more, 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 more. And when will we truly be satisfied? Because the cravings and the consumption of the kingdoms of this world, they will not last. They will not love us back. They will never satisfy or nourish in the way that Jesus came to offer. So what do we really need in this life? That's the question. What do we really need? What is it you actually crave? Jesus ran into this dilemma with his early disciples, and he runs into this dilemma with disciples here listening today, your preacher included. I ran across an article this week about this very topic, and the author of the the article reminded me that most of our nourishment in life our physical nourishment, it comes from dead things. Dead cows, dead chickens, dead pigs, dead fruit, dead vegetables. Once you pluck them, they are in fact dying. When we rely on dead things to bring us satisfaction or nourishment, that fueling is only temporary. The cravings will return. And so it's a great paradox of all of time that we rely on the bread of life dying and then rising to bring nourishment and life that will never end. So Jesus' disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. We want to know more. We want to do better. We, we need some guidance. Jesus said in this third line, give us our daily bread. And I think he's indicating two things. I think one is an indication of a physical, actual bread, nourishment that the body needs, and the other is something more, more deeply rooted in our human condition. We hunger for love and peace and, and hope and answers. There's an interesting Greek word, however, that it only uh, surfaces in Luke and in Matthew's Gospel and in the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is found in three primary places, uh, Matthew's Gospel, Luke's Gospel, and in a second century writing called the Didache, from where we get the, the benediction, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. But Matthew and, and Luke, they, they lift up these words of Jesus, this prayer of Jesus, and they use this interesting word, uh, epiousion. We translate it to mean daily. That's the operative word, right? Give us today. Give us our daily bread. Give us what we need right now. Epi means in or, or for, and usian is substance. Give us the substance. Put uh, in the middle of your people, in the middle of our lives, in the middle of the community of faith, we would say, put that which we need to survive right now in the middle of our lives. Give us the bread that we need to be, to exist, to survive. So praying, give us our daily bread, is, is doing something that's quite profound. Bread in the first century, it, it, it wasn't like bread in our, our tradition. Bread in our tradition, as I remember, it goes on the left-hand side, it has its own dish and a little bit of butter that goes with it, right? It's a side item. It's not a central main course. It's not like bread was an option, like giving up dinner rolls for Lent are an option. That's not how it was. Daily bread takes the bread of which Jesus speaks and, and offers and places it right in the middle of our life. Daily bread becomes life's main course because what we're praying is, Lord, you are the bread of life. We need you to be our main course, to be the center of our lives, to be the center of our relationships, the center of our families, the center of our church. 
On that, we ask to be nourished. By that, we ask to be nourished. So I've been thinking about two things. When we pray, give us our, our daily bread, the actual physical nourishment that one needs, and then something that's a little more deeply seated. For example, I'm thinking about those who are poor who actually pray for daily nourishment. They pray, pray for rice and crackers. They, they pray for, for bread because in that tangible way, when it's provided, it, it becomes a sign that God has not forgotten their brokenness. The poverty level of Montgomery is just under 21% on a whole, but just a few blocks over in a couple of our zip codes, the poverty rate is twice that. So I can't help but think when people in our own city, within a few blocks of our reach, our neighbors, when they pray, give us daily bread, they're asking, Lord, we've got to have something. We've got to have that epiousion to get through this day. We've we got to have food. We need nourishment or we're not going to make it. Actual food. The question we have is, then how are they fed? How is it that they're fed? The King Hawaiian version of our, our communion bread, it's been a staple around here for many years. Clearly, it's the bread Jesus used. That's why we use it, right? The King Hawaiian bread, the sweet bread. But we learned just a few days or weeks ago that the production line of King Hawaiian bread, wait for it, suspended until May the 15th. And we have some, but we got to thinking, how are we going to make it through Lent? How are we going to make it through these other communion uh, celebrations that we share around here? And started praying things like, Lord, give us our, our daily bread because we're going to need it in this worship service. Well, that's when God showed up at a Montgomery Chorale concert, at the end of which the choir sang the national anthem of Ukraine to the surprise of us all. And their diction was really quite good. So I asked James about it. And he said, well, let me tell you about Yulia Childers, a, a Ukrainian vocalist in our choir. She helped us with that anthem. James said, did you know that she's a baker by trade? <laughs> so I said, well, what is the possibility that she would be willing to provide communion bread for us? Because our focus this Lenten season, these offering rails are open here, and we've been bringing forward our, our, our offering and money, and it's going to partner with local churches in Poland and Slovakia and all across the region uh, who are housing refugees. Refugees who are impoverished because of war, who are praying, Lord, give us our daily bread. And guess what? We get to be an answer to that. And guess what? Yulia has provided the communion bread today as an answer to our prayer. Give us our daily bread. We need it. And so I was surprised by this in the early service, but I'll share it with you, that in the breaking of Ukrainian bread, it's hard bread. And when it breaks open, it breaks open in dramatic fashion, and it goes into a lot of different pieces. Maybe that's appropriate, considering the brokenness in the world and how the power of God's grace through one loaf of bread can, can put us all back together. So all that to say, when we pray, give us today, give us this day our daily bread, we're saying, give us, Lord, our daily bread. Give all of your children, all of us, all of us what we need in this moment to survive. Those who are in Montgomery, those who are in Ukraine, those who are in Africa, those who are in rural villages and in the streets of America, give the world what it needs in order to survive. And here's how I want you to hear that we can respond to that. When we pray that prayer, give us this opportunity to receive your daily bread. In that very moment, 
we also get to be an answer to someone else's prayer who's praying that same thing. We get to be an instrument, a channel of answering some. God chooses you and me and the church to answer the prayers that others are praying. So we have things like our backpack program, and we partner with, you know, Richard over on Metropolitan. They're a beacon of hope on Rosa Parks. And through the food bank, we have this wonderful partnership because people just a, a few blocks west of us are asking questions like, Lord, how are we going to have our daily bread? And you, the church, are saying, we'll be the answer to that prayer. We'll do that. Someone in this world, someone in this city right now is praying, give us our daily bread, and we get to be the answer to that prayer. That's that's been the will of God throughout Scripture. In Isaiah 58, is it the fast that I choose that you share bread with the hungry? James says, faith without what? Works is dead. Right. We have to do the faith. Respond to the faith. Matthew 25 says, you can do all the things in, that you want to in the world, but until you fed, clothed, visited, and welcomed the least of these among you, you've missed the whole point. To whom much is given, much is required. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are fed to feed others. We are led to lead others. Most of us, we don't have to worry about fundamental food needs. Our prayer, most, for most of us sitting here, our prayer is not, Lord, we just need to know where our next meal is coming from. Maybe that's the case. But for a lot of us here, our, our daily bread is, is different. Our pantries are full. We have enough money to, to last for a little bit of time. So what is it that we're asking, give us our daily bread. Epiusion, how are we saying center, centralize yourself back in our lives because we're all starved for something more. We're all craving something. So what I'm praying today as I present my hands is I'm starved for focus, for energy, sometimes for patience. Lord, give me the daily bread that I need to be the leader of this church that you've appointed me to to be the best possible shepherd that I, I can be. Some of you, when you come forward today, you're going to be praying for daily bread. You're going to be praying for the daily bread of hope to get you through grief because you've lost someone recently. You've lost a best friend or a child or two of our members lost parents this week, and they're saying, Lord, give us the daily bread we need to just get through this moment. Fill us up, Lord. We're incapable of doing it ourselves. Some of you are starved because Christianity doesn't always make sense and you're craving that grace. And we think about the words of St. Augustine, Lord, our hearts are restless until they rest in Thee. And you're praying, Lord, help me rest in You. So for whatever reason it is you're coming forward this morning, present your hands in this open posture to receive the nourishment, the grace, the real presence of Christ in this moment. Do so to be filled up with hope and with peace and with joy and direction, but also to be an instrument and an answer to someone else's prayer. What a beautiful image that we will break open and bless Ukrainian bread. We're bound together through the grace of Christ when we pray, give us our daily bread. We're bound together in solidarity through this meal with those present, with those who have gone before us. We believe in the communion of saints. So as you come forward, I ask that you pray, give us, Lord, our daily bread, what we need to be changed and to be agents of change. With the confidence of heaven, I invite you to pray with me the prayer our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.